This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Raiders released quarterback Derek Carr ahead of the deadline where $40 million of his contracts guaranteed. In 2021, Derek Carr midseason was an MVP candidate. I just love the beauty of him being a free and clear free agent. Yeah. Like the opportunity to be courted, to make a decision based on where you think you can win right away, but also get compensated. Now he'll get a chance to find a team that matches, but also wants him to be on that team. I think this is great for Derek Carr. But where, oh, where will he wind up when it comes to Derek Carr, part of the quarterback carousel? And Chris Canty has another quarterback that could be a part of that carousel here in Canty. And Carlin, Freddie, come in for Chris Carlin with my man Chris Canty on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Derek Carr now an unrestricted free agent. Mm. $40.4 million in guaranteed money. Mm-mm. The Vegas Raiders did not want to pay that. They decided to cut him before that was able to be put in place, and they would have to pay that freight. So now it becomes a quarterback carousel. The place that Derek Carr, he's going to fit anywhere, in my opinion. I don't think any team that's going to be in the Derek Carr sweepstakes is going to find a guy that does not fit what they do. That's where now it really gets interesting because he may not be that only domino. He won't be that only domino to fall with a quarterback carousel having getting started today with the Raiders cutting him. No doubt about it. And we already hear overtures that the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints are first in line in terms of pursuing Derek Carr. The New York Jets could be a possibility, although it's also believed that they're in on the Aaron Rodgers if he were to be made available by the Green Bay Packers. We got reports yesterday that the Jets had reached out to the Packers to see mm-hmm. if A-Rod was going to be available and uh, and then we have a situation um, with the Washington Commanders where I think Derek Carr would certainly be a fit as really? well. And that's a team that not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, I mean, the Commanders were a team that finished exactly 500. But when you look at the landscape of their division, uh, if you insert Derek Carr, you can make an argument that they have the second best quarterback hmm. in the NFC East to go along with the top five defense yep. um, that's led hmm. by that defensive line, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young and company. So okay. I think the commanders do make a lot of sense. And if you're going to keep up and keep pace with the Joneses, that being the Philadelphia Eagles, hmm. you're going to need more competent quarterback play than what Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke gave you. And for an organization that's unsettled when it comes to ownership, when it comes to culture, Derek Carr seems like he'd be a stabilizing force. So to me, Derek Carr makes sense on multiple fronts for the Washington Commanders, but that's why he makes sense with the New Orleans Saints. He makes sense with the Carolina Panthers. He makes sense with the New York Jets. So we'll see what the more attractive destination is from Derek Carr's perspective. I don't think this is going to take – forever and a day. I think we know by week's end where Derek Carr is ultimately going to land because we are talking about a quarterback that is going to be, I guess, the top free agent quarterback in this cycle. Number one, I agree with you on that. Number two, I didn't think about that, the Washington Commanders, because that makes all sense in the world. There's no way. Nothing against Sam Howell. If you're listening to ESPN Radio, turn your ears away. But Sam, quarterback QB1, there's no way that's going to fly in Washington. QB2, yes. QB1, I'm not buying that. But as far well, as, how long can you wait around for Sam Howell to develop when you, you have that kind of defense? You, you can't, can't keep that yeah. kind of defense around forever. Right. Ask the New York Jets because they're not doing that with Zach Wilson. They're like, look, we yeah. got this kind of defense. That's among the best in the league. We're a quarterback away in our opinion. Yeah, we're not trusting that anymore. We've given him two years. He's shown that he can't do it. we got to move on and get somebody else. So, yeah, that kind of is a similar situation. 
with the Washington Commanders, especially just like the Jets. They got a dude in the outside, Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie in the NFL. We know Terry McLaurin is one of the most underrated wide receivers Beast. in Washington. You got running backs that can run the football hard. Same thing with the New York Jets. You got a defense. Same thing like the New York Jets. You got a pretty good coach in Ron Rivera. We're still waiting for Robert Salah, but guys play hard for him just like they play hard for Ron Rivera. That makes all the sense in the world. With the Washington Commanders, and especially you, the Jets, you should be all in a Derek Carr anyway. I'm not worried about the yeah. Prince of Darkness, known as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm not waiting for him. But I've said for the longest time, Chris, if I'm the New York Jets, I'm more all in on Derek Carr because, A, he's younger, B, he's less of a pain in the behind, and C, we know he wants to show the Las Vegas Raiders. Y'all gave up on me for Jared Stidham? After I kept this organization afloat when everything collapsed around it in 2021 and we got to the playoffs anyway, he may be one of the most motivated people not named Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow in the National Football League to show the Las Vegas Raiders that they made a mistake. Whatever fit that's going to be, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, when he joined us about a couple of hours ago, he says this is the team that makes the most sense for the now free agent Derek Carr. It's the Saints. Dennis Allen was the head coach of the Raiders when he was uh, drafted. They need a quarterback. I think they have some really good young talent with Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, amongst others, top 10 defense. So to me, that's really a good fit. He loves the Saints. He thinks the Saints could work. I think Carr will work anywhere. The teams that you mentioned with the Commanders, the Jets, and definitely the Saints. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the Saints are a top five defense as well. Um, I think the defense from the Commanders is just a little bit better in terms of the talent, especially where that talent is from an age standpoint. But then the other thing is the, the, the Commanders have more weapons. I mean, think about this. I mean, I love Alvin Kamara. I love Chris Olave, but – you got Terry McLaurin. You got Jahan Dotson, who was a rookie that caught seven touchdowns yesterday. I mean, le- I mean, last not yesterday, but last year. Uh, you have uh, Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. You you got pieces if you're looking at the Washington Commanders. It, it just makes sense. And then the other thing, where where you look at the rest of their roster construction, Carson Wentz is accounting for twenty six million dollars on the cap for the Commanders in 2023. Okay. Freddie C., do you know what the dead cap hit for Carson Wentz is if the Commanders were to cut him? I'm going to say $29 million because I've seen this kind of before where the dead cap is more than the actual cap hit. No, 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 no. It's zero. It's, Get out it's, of here. It's zero. Really? It's zero. It's zero. Wow. So they could cut Carson Wentz, and it doesn't count any dead cap money on their, de- on their salary <laughs> cap. So essentially you could clear the decks and sign – Derek Carr to a contract, and it still allows you the opportunity to do some shopping this offseason to supplement what you already have in your locker room. So wow. I like the Washington Commanders. If you're if you're going to be aggressive and try to take advantage of having a really good defense, getting more competent quarterback play from Derek Carr will make sense. But again, mm-hmm. you could say the same thing about the New York Jets. I think that's a great fit. But if you're Derek Carr and you're looking for a chance to compete at the highest levels of the sport, you probably got a better chance of doing that in the NFC then you do the AFC. If anything, the Raiders did him a favor because now he doesn't worry about that Patriot way that has always worked when Tom Brady's been a part of it. Anytime you've not had Tom Brady part of the Patriot way in the NFL, other than Bill O'Brien with Deshaun Watson, for that all fell apart, that seems to go by the wayside, that whole Patriot way thing, especially Tom Brady is not your quarterback part of that way. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. That is ProgressiveCommercial.com. And you just knew, with Derek Carr being released from the Raiders as a free agent, that Aaron Rodgers was not going to let that spotlight be all his at the first domino (laughs) in a quarterback carousel. Believe me, Aaron Rodgers, according to reports, was going to go into a darkness retreat. 
get into his diabolical chamber, bring his favorite teddy bear, and just go in the dark. Before, as he, as Stashenka produced said, before he sees the light, exercise the demons before he decides what he's going to do to stay in Green Bay or to maybe go somewhere else. But then he had a different voice of opinion when he's on the Pat McAfee show saying all these reports out there, they need to stop. Listen, I'm not in my darkness retreat yet. What? Oh, yesterday. What? Nope. This thing has been planned for about four months, and it was always the same date, always the end of this week. Oh. So anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that is fake news. Whoa. So let me just reiterate one more time. There's an inner circle, right? And in my inner circle, nobody talks to Ian Rappaport, to Adam Schefter. What? to any of those people. So if you're one of those people who's talking to those people, it's a great reminder for you, you're not in the inner circle. Oh! Damn. That was a hang hey, yeah, on somebody there. And if anybody else is out there saying stuff, or if they're just making it up, which is also, those are both likely, just stop with the fake news. Hey. I speak for myself. I will continue to do that. Didn't it feel like some of the WWE where Aaron Rodgers coming in the ring and Pat McAfee and A.J. Hall were like, here he is, oh, everybody, watch out, here comes Aaron Rodgers. They love having that platform. They have fun with it because they know it's always going to be newsworthy when he says something. Yeah, I just, I hate the fake do- fake news dog whistle that Aaron Rodgers is throwing out there, but mm-hmm. why, why is he making the point of contention where he starts his darkness retreat to discredit uh, Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport. Well, I, I don't understand. Oh, well, because they said I'm going on my darkness retreat on Monday instead of Friday, you can't trust anything that they say? And you can't trust any news that they're getting about me? Well, last time I checked, the relationship that Aaron Rodgers has with pro football, it's not just one person involved with that. Mm-hmm. There's the employer, which would be the Green Bay Packers. So who's to say that the Packers don't give Ian Rappaport or or Adam Schefter, any news about Aaron Rodgers and right. what the prospects for the offseason would hold for him. Remember, Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago said that he thought it was interesting that conversations about his future were happening without him being in the room. Well, newsflash, hey, rod Sometimes conversations about players happen without that player being in the room. That's how NFL front offices do business. And I get it. You're the back-to-back MVP, and they handed you a contract paying you $50 million a year, not to make the playoffs, might I add, but they paid you that contract. You thought you had all this swing in the organization. But now it feels like the Packers are pivoting toward Jordan Love. And that means that you don't have as much control over your football future as you thought you might have after you signed that contract. The one thing I do know, Freddie C., Aaron Rodgers ain't walking away from $60 million. No, he ain't. Whether the Green Bay Packers pay him, whether the Green Bay Packers trade him, no matter what that destination is, Aaron Rodgers ain't walking away from that money. He has a he doesn't have a no trade clause, so there's limited say. I'm sure the Packers would like to do right by him, but ultimately the Packers are going to do what's in their best interest because they've tried to do mm-hmm. with it what's in Aaron Rodgers' best interest the last three off seasons, and it hadn't worked out for him. As a matter of fact, it's been the opposite. You're talking about exits from the season earlier and earlier. It went from losing in the conference championship at home to Lambeau to losing in the divisional round at home against the 49ers, a team that didn't score an offensive touchdown in that game, and then losing in Week 18 to the Detroit Lions, yeah. which would have gotten you into the playoffs, but you lost to a team that had absolutely nothing to play off, play for at the time of kickoff. I'm sorry, 
But the Green Bay Packers are not going to be bending over backwards to appease Aaron Rodgers anymore. I think that time has come and gone. And now the Packers are going to do what's in their best interest. And that means shipping Aaron Rodgers off to the highest bidder. And it doesn't really matter if it's a place that he wants to play or not because he's not walking away from $60 million. Will Aaron Rodgers leave or stay with Green Bay? Hit us up on Canty and Carl on an ESPN radio at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Will he or won't he when it comes to Aaron Rodgers leaving or staying in Green Bay? 888-729-3776. Call me somebody that – Green Bay Packers are on my team. Don't have anything against them. Just never rooted for them. Love the town. Love Lambeau Field. Love the city. The whole nine yards. But until I actually see this, I'm not buying it. He can call whoever he wants. He can say they don't know blank. It's fake news. You can use all those dog whistle things. And it's a great term by you because it's accurate with Aaron Rodgers. Because he's been known to do that. But I'm not believing somebody like him having that kind of power stroke that he has in Green Bay is all of a sudden going to wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to walk away from $60 million. I'm going to go somewhere else and stop, start over and get rid of all of this. And I'm not buying that from Aaron Rodgers. I'll never get a couple of years ago. And believe me, our boy Marcus Spears will tell you this. He was steadfast that Aaron Rodgers was going to leave Green Bay and go to Denver because Nathaniel Hack was there. I said, hey, no way in hell he's going to Green Bay and start over, especially in the land of Peyton Manning and yeah. John Elway. No, nah, he's not doing that. Aaron Rodgers, until I actually see this, Chris, that he's going to leave all of that money, power, electricity, everybody paying attention to the organization until I actually see it. I'm not buying it. So I get it. He knows how to play the game. He knows how exactly what to say to have people do what I call the foot and ice bucket moment where you go, ooh, like that. He knows exactly how to do that until he actually says I'm out of here or Green Bay has that power to even the backbone to do that. I'm not buying that Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. Well, well, I hear where you're coming from, but I don't think the choice is going to be up to Rodgers. I think it's ultimately going to be decided by the Packers. And if you're paying a guy $50 million a year and you're not making the playoffs, then you got to do something different. And that something different is Jordan Love. And this is a consequential decision that the organization has to make because they invested a first-round pick in Jordan Love, and they've got to make a decision on his fifth-year option this offseason that's going to pay him upwards of $20 million. So are you going to burn a first-round draft pick and, and, and not exercise the fifth-year option on Jordan Love and have him potentially walk out of your organization after the 2023 season? I, I, I just don't see them going that way, so – I think the Green Bay Packers are going to look to move on from Aaron Rodgers because, like I said, mm-hmm. you can make you cannot make the playoffs with a much cheaper option at the quarterback position than number 12. So I think that's what you have to weigh if you're Green Bay. I don't think this decision is going to be up to Aaron Rodgers. I think the best thing that Rodgers can do for his football future is to huddle up with the Packers brass yeah. sooner rather than later and allow them to leverage him to as many teams as they possibly can with the hopes that they get the compensation that they're looking for from the destination that Rodgers wants to go to. That's the best thing he can do for his football future. The absolute worst thing he can do for his football future is to keep the Packers in a perpetual state of ambiguity and and not give them any insight as to what his plans are this offseason or where he would want to go. Because at that point, the Green Bay Packers have to protect themselves and the longer this drags out, the less likely they are to look out for Aaron Rodgers in terms of where he might want to play football next. And the words of my three-year-old nephew, Princeton, 
we'll see. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Joe in Illinois at 888-729-3776. Joe, tell us where Aaron Rodgers is going to go and not going to go and why. Uh, I don't know exactly where he's going to go, but as a Bears fan, I hope he goes as far away from Chicago as possible. <laughs> San Fran, New York, I don't care. I'm ready to see that guy in a different shade of green. I've, I'm, I may only be 28 years old, but I've lived through Favre. I've lived through Rodgers. I'm tired of the pack being at the top. Whatever so I think their ship will float my boat. <laughs> Joe, I hear you, and I'm with you. Nice. The only problem that I see it as Chicago has is that, <laughs> from what it sounds like, the organization may be considering moving on from Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback with the first overall pick. Really? And you know, you, you, you know where I come on come down on this? I don't agree with it, but it sounds like that could potentially be on the table. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I'm not a sports analyst at all, but I think it's all a smoke show to increase that value for number one. I hope they don't move on from Fields. I'm a Fields fanboy and a Rodgers hater. So, <laughs> Well, listen, Joe, I'm right there with you. I don't Thank think you. they should move on from Justin Fields either, and I hope that this is Ryan Poles doing the dance and playing the game in order to maximize value with the first overall pick because if Aaron Rodgers does leave the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears – have the best quarterback in that division. They yeah. have the best quarterback in that division. Even better than Jared Goff, what he did last year for the. He's Detroit. better than Jared Goff. He's better than, than Kirk Cousins. He's better. He, he's better. And in his second full t- season as the starter, going into that year as the guy, yeah, I, I think he's absolutely better. Okay. And I think the Bears have a ton of draft capital, and they got a ton of cap space. They got more cap space than anybody. Okay. They can do a lot of things if they can flip that first overall pick for several picks, including a couple of premium picks this year, they can infuse this roster with talent, and you can see more of Justin Fields' natural ability start to come out uh, in the coming season. So I just think that this is a situation where you build around Fields yep. rather than looking in the college ranks for a upgrade at the quarterback spot. Yeah, I think it'd be idiotic for them to move on from Justin Fields. I'm with you Agreed. on that one because I thought the Jets should have drafted him and said Zach Wilson will just leave that alone. Jake in Indiana, where do you think where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do? Stay in Green Bay or go away and why? Aaron Rodgers ain't going nowhere. Listen, if, if Jordan Love was a first or a second year rookie coming out of the draft, they might stay with Jordan Love, but he's on a fifth-year option. They're getting ready to have to pay him anyway. If he was the guy, they would have already played him. He's going, and Aaron Rodgers is staying. Jordan Love is not on his fifth-year option yet. They haven't decided whether or not they're going to exercise it. He's going into his fourth season. they got to make that decision this offseason. So we'll see what ends up do- what they end up doing. But I have a hard time believing they're going to exercise Jordan Love's fifth-year option mm-hmm. and keep a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers that's scheduled to make $59.5 million this year. That, mm. That's $80 million bucks allocated to the quarterback room. Ain't no way in hell Green Bay is going to do that. Yeah, I think, it's an yeah. either-or proposition. It really is. And I think the either-or is that they're going to stick with Aaron Rodgers because they're so enamored and really afraid of him that they don't want him to go somewhere else and win a championship and Jordan Love doesn't work out. I think they'll err on that side, even though they made the choice of Jordan Love because they wanted to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but they just don't know how. And I still believe that Green Bay is trying to figure that out. Keep weighing in as always. Do that on Twitter at ChrisCanty99. That's my man Chris's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. And keep the phone number locked at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Thanks for joining us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Tag equals Lamar Jackson staying in Baltimore.
That's next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Thanks for joining us on Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio with Chris Canty. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Chris Carlin. And don't forget to help people affected by the Turkey earthquake. Please visit redcross.redcross.org slash ESPN. That is redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster and will provide people and communities affected with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, and other assistance. Again, that's redcross.org slash ESPN, redcross.org slash ESPN. So now we get to Lamar Jackson and the word tag, he's going to be it. But he does not want that tag at all when it no. comes to his contract. Believe no. me, Chris Canty, you play in the NFL. When you mention franchise tag, the players, they get the heebie-jeebies in the willies because they do not want to hear that from an organization. No, every player wants to realize their true market value when it comes to securing their financial security. Uh, future, i.e. getting the bag. And nobody <laughs> wants to have to deal with the prospects of a franchise tag looming over an offseason where they're about to get paid. And Lamar Jackson is no different. But here's the thing. After Lamar Jackson did what he did and going on the field in his fifth-year option year where he was grossly underpaid, getting about $20 million a year yeah. in comparison to what quarterbacks are getting at the top of the market, which is $45, $50 million a year, I, I just think that it's a situation now where if you're Lamar Jackson, why risk getting paid a quarter of a billion dollars guaranteed for whatever the Ravens would put on the table in a short-term proposition? Why risk playing under a franchise tag after you took the risk under your fifth-year option year and you ended up getting hurt at the end of the season? A knee injury that, thank goodness, wasn't serious, but still yet, you're talking about a knee injury for a quarterback that uses his legs. I just I I don't I don't see it as a situation where Lamar would do any favors for the Ravens in terms of accepting the terms of a franchise tag or accepting a deal that's below market and that doesn't fully guarantee him all of the money within the contract. If Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed deal in Cleveland, there's no reason why Lamar Jackson shouldn't get a fully guaranteed contract if it's in Baltimore or if it has to be somewhere else. It's amazing how the conversation between both of these entities, the Ravens organization, Lamar Jackson, that was more than friendly at first. Both sides made it apparent, even when the season got started, 
that they wanted to stay together. They weren't looking to go to divorce court or to a divorce lawyer and divide the kids, divide the house, <laughs> divide the dog, divide the cars. They weren't doing yeah. anything of that. Then the second that he got injured, that's when things really, really turned. That's why it's not surprising now that John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, says, well, we have our fingers crossed. I don't know anything about the details of the whole thing, but I know one thing. I'm like all the fans out there and everybody else. You know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed, and I'll be saying prayers. And I'm, I have every faith that it's going to get done. And, and, uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and, and Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. So uh, it's going to work out. Hey, see, it's going to work that sound, out. That sounds that sound good. But it let me didn't tell you sound convincing. Yeah, yeah Eric, Eric DaCosta ain't the best in the business. The best in the business was his predecessor, Ozzie Newsom. Let's be clear about that. And he's the one that drafted Lamar Jackson. As a matter of fact, that was OZZ's last first-round pick for the Baltimore Ravens. And he hit because the guy became an MVP at, what, 23 years old? Mm-hmm. And yet Eric DaCosta has foobarred this thing to the point now where you're wondering if the relationship between Lamar and the organization is soured because they made him wait so long to get his bag. They made him wait another offseason where they could have took care of this business before his fifth-year option year. Most franchises don't let a quarterback go into a contract season. They give that guy the financial security that he needs because they understand his impact on the team winning. If Lamar Jackson had the Deshaun Watson deal going into 2022, do you think Lamar Jackson would have played in that playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals? I would say he probably would. It's a sports hypothetical that we'll never have a chance to prove, but I would say that there are better odds that he plays in that game and he lays it on the line if he has financial security beyond that season. But that is the bed that the Ravens made, Mm -hmm. and now if you're Lamar, you have maximum leverage because the team doesn't have a whole lot of options. They have the non-exclusive franchise tag, which is about $32 million a year, and they have the exclusive franchise tag, which is $45 million a year. Now, for people at home that are keeping score, if they put the exclusive franchise tag on them, no other team can, can negotiate with Lamar Jackson. That's it. It's $45 million. Now, the ball would be in Lamar's court on whether he would want to sign it, but just so people understand, the Baltimore Ravens going into this offseason – have $27.8 million in cap space. Now, I ain't no math major, Freddie C., but <laughs> but 45 is a lot more than 27.8. So if they put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, that essentially precludes them from doing any other business this offseason. They can't go shopping for free agents or anything like that. Right Now, if they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on them, that's $32 million for this season. More palatable, but... That means another team can negotiate with Lamar Jackson on an offer sheet, and if they structure the contract as such where the Ravens can't match it, the only thing that they would have to then give the Ravens after they sign Lamar would be two first-round draft picks. And for a guy that's 25 years old and that has an MVP on his resume and a road playoff win, I don't think two first-round draft picks is asking too much for Lamar's services. So... The Ravens are in a tough spot, and Lamar Jackson, at this point, is better served not signing the franchise tag and going the route of somebody like what we're seeing play out with Derek Carr rather than signing a franchise tag and trying to work toward a long-term deal with the Ravens. He's better off not signing it because he's going to get the deal that he wants fully guaranteed as this thing continues to play out. The Ravens are running out of good options. They really are, and you can tell how much they want to continue to play, Kate. 
Lamar Jackson because that's why they hired Todd Monken as a new offensive coordinator because he did a great job with the University of Georgia. Back-to-back years, that offense was sensational with the way they've been operating just destroyed people with Stetson Bennett. The Baltimore Ravens are probably thinking, they can do that with Stetson Bennett. What can he do with a guy like Lamar Jackson, especially when he has NFL offensive coordinator experience? Last time he's in the NFL was in 2020 to Cleveland Browns. You can't hold everything against him because Freddie Kitchens was the coach. Kitchens called most of the plays. He gets fired. Munkin goes to Georgia and resurrects his career. The Ravens are doing everything they can to say, hey, Lamar Jackson, I know what's been said, what's been talked about, yada, 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 but you know that we want you here. They're hoping that he's paying attention. But his silence is speaking volumes. That's, no why I hear, that's why I hear John Harbaugh saying, man, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. My toes crossed. I'm not crossing my eyes. I wonder if we can cross some T's and dot some I's when it comes to Lamar Jackson's thing with this organization. Uh, Fred, Fred, see, let me ask you this question. All right. Is there any shortage of teams that would give up two first-round draft picks for a 26-year-old MVP that has a road playoff win? Oh, the Raiders would give that up in a minute. The Jets would give that up in a minute. I mean, you're, you're, I mean esen- yeah. essentially you're talking about 20 teams around the National Football League that would give that up mm-hmm. in order to get Lamar Jackson services. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's no question. There's no question. So, I, I mean, but here's the thing. Even if the Ravens offer him the fully guaranteed contract, yeah. you know, and paying him, you know, $50 million a year, there's no guarantee he's going to take it. Because he knows that he's going to get that money no matter where he goes. And that's the scary spot that you have to, that you're in right now if you're John Harbaugh. That's the scary spot that you're in right now if you're owner Steve Bashotti. And that's the uncomfortable position that their general manager, Eric DaCosta, has put this franchise in by doing this dance and not wanting to give Deshaun Watson, give, give Lamar Jackson the Deshaun Watson deal. Always great stuff by Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman. Joining him on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. See us on Channel 80 and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Two things you can't wait for. One, Chris Canty's play of the night. And number two, maybe it was not, it was not a good idea to have a wedding here based on Kyrie Irving. That's next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. With Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman and for Chris Carlin on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sees XM Channel 80 and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. By the way, who is torturing Elton John with this one, Eric? Who's torturing Dua that? Lipa? I, I, I like better Dua Lipa than this. I don't know about this one. Something got to Come leave on, Freddie C. Got to leave Elton John alone. Get into it. Get, get into I, it. I, I, I love Dua Lipa. I mean, levitating, fantastic record. I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if we should discofy that Elton John song. You can't blame Dua either because I'm pretty sure John Elton on his last tour just did a bunch of his old songs with 
newer artists. Yeah, like this? Like this. No, I, I mean, did you just remix his name in John Elton? <laughs> I think I did. I think I did. That's with the leap of duel when it comes to that. <laughs> we don't reverse anything, especially when it comes to this, that you need to find out from Chris Canty to put some money in your pocket by Wednesday morning. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Hi, Chris Canty. The floor is yours. What do you got, my friend? Freddie C., one thing we like to do around here at Canty and Carlin, we like to make people money. Yes. And tonight, we're going to set our sights on the association. We got the Boston Celtics, number one seed in the Eastern Conference, paying a visit to the Milwaukee Bucks. No Jason Tatum. He's out due to injury. So we're going to lean toward the Milwaukee Bucks in this game. Now, we're not going to actually play the line. It's the Bucks laying eight and a half points. We're going to stay away from that. Okay. We are going to get involved with the team point total. We're going to take the over. The over's at 225, so we're going to go over, and we're going to combine that as a part of a parlay yeah. with two separate player props. We're going to look at the Greek freak, and no, we're not looking at points. We're going total rebounds for Giannis at over 13 and a half boards. Giannis is going to pound the glass this game against the Milwaukee Bucks, against the Boston Celtics for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then we're going to look at the guys, the other guys in green, the Boston Celtics. Derek White, if you haven't been paying attention, mm-hmm. has been balling out of his mind. His assist total is six and a half. We're going to take the over on assists for Derek White. So here's our parlay for tonight. Celtics, Bucks. We got over on team point total, which is 225. We got Giannis over 13 and a half boards. And we got Derek White over six and a half assists. And that pays out at a whopping plus 700. Yeah. Mm. That's got a little bit of juice. Yes. That'll get you right. That'll pay for your dinner and your Valentine's Day <laughs> present for you for your special someone. We trying to look out for you here on Candy and Carlin, and that's what we got for our play of the night. You're welcome. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out and our first one of the three if you're missing football already barely 48 hours not even 48 hours after Super Bowl 57 and that classic game between the Chiefs and the Eagles XFL play starts and sat across various platforms ESPN, let's go uh, I, I, let's I, I, go he's ready ESPN ABC ESPN plus and FX and I can't wait to see how the the third iteration of the XFL tries to land and stick around unlike the previous two times yeah, and here's the thing. I'm excited about it because the last time the XFL launched, I thought they had a chance, but COVID shortened their season, obviously impacted the business. They didn't have a, a lot of cash reserves to yeah. be able to sustain themselves. But, you know, we got The Rock involved with this one. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be involved in it. There's a lot of excitement about what's going to happen with the broadcast, the production quality for the XFL. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. I, I'm excited about what the XFL is going to be bringing to the table. We'll see what happens with them. I'm all for spring football. I can't get enough of football. Mm -hmm. And we've seen some players, and we've seen some elements from the XFL make their way to the NFL, and and it's proven to give the NFL a little more entertainment value. So I'm curious to see what innovations the XFL will come up with with their broadcast and what players – in the XFL can make their way on NFL rosters come August and September. It's interesting that the XFL, you had the 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his ex-wife putting things together to try to make sure that this is going to happen. That's a pretty strong relationship that both of those two have, even though they're not married to each other. And you hope that this couple has the same kind of relationship but a better ending than Dwayne and the ex-Mrs. Johnson. A couple got married at halftime of the Mavericks-Timberwolves game. Now, Chris Canty put it out there. Freddie, is this an ominous sign for them? Because the Mavericks lost last night in that game involving <laughs> Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic down the end. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it, doesn't it? Like, it's just one of those situations. Are you really going to hitch the success of your marriage on Kyrie Irving <laughs> being able to create good vibes in the arena and get and get to the winning side of things for the yeah. Dallas Mavs? I mean, think about it. If the team comes up short, at yeah. the end of the game. Does that mean your marriage is going to come up short when things know. get tough? Yeah. It just doesn't feel like it's the best of omens when you start talking about getting married at halftime in a game that the Mavs lose at the last second. I, I just, I don't know, doesn't sit well with me. Right. Maybe you might want to stay away from the, the weddings <laughs> at halftimes of games of your favorite team. It's and, already emotional being a sports right, fan, yep. but that makes it more emotional. Yeah, and speaking of emotion, a lot of emotion with Jim Caldwell back in the NFL as a senior assistant. The Panthers hired the former Lions and Colts head coach on Frank Reich's staff down in Carolina. They're putting together a hell of a staff, too, right? Mm-hmm. Josh McCown mm-hmm. being the, the quarterback's coach down there. Yeah. That's going to be a really good staff that Frank Reich is putting together. Yeah, they find the quarterback. It'll be even better. Great stuff, Chris. Man, I'll do it again soon, my friend, my friend okay? Appreciate you, man. Thanks for filling in for Chris Carlin. Joe and Amber up next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Auntie and Carlin, the podcast.